Hello, this is Sarita, also known as Bible Study Girl. I am here today with a very special guest, Bible Study Mama. And of course, in the background, we always have Bible Study Brother Executive Producing. Hello. So if you, I was going to say, if you hear a deep voice, it's him, but he just switched it oh, up. Sorry. On, okay. Hello. <laughs> is him um so today we're going to talk to bible study mama about how she came to christ um if there was a moment that she feels like she really found christ for herself like outside of being a child um and we're also going to talk about some struggles maybe that she has with her christianity today so we're just going to get a great overall picture of her spiritual walk first of all thank you for coming again mom Thank you for having me. Thank you for being willing to share. This is your story, sister, so you be as transparent as you want to be. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. Can, can that you doesn't mean if we're included in it, be transparent. <laughs> it just means your story is your story. <laughs> Tell your story. All right. I'm back in the shadows. <laughs> okay. So first things first, how old were you when you decided to make Jesus your own? Actually, I was 10 years old. Um, I knew I was saved because I believed in Jesus Christ, but I did not actually confess it until I was 11. Okay. Um, I just didn't feel like, well, I wasn't on the mourner's bench. That's that's the one thing. And so I wasn't people- real clear as to... So people that didn't hear the previous episode, they may not have any idea of what a mourner's bench is. So can you tell me what a mourner's bench is? Okay. Um, Growing up as a kid, um, we had what we call revivals. And revivals were held um, in the summer and like in the fall kind of winterish times. And... um, Maybe in the spring. And so you, during one of the four seasons. <laughs> hey, stop it. This this, so, this is her story. So and I told her I was gonna let her have her story. <laughs> okay. Y'all are just no, oh my mom, gosh. So anyway, um during revival, um, it would usually be about five days, Monday, Sunday through maybe Friday. Six days, Sunday through Friday, because, you know, everybody has a day when they, you know, when you're singing a song, Saturday was my day, Friday was my day, whatever, that kind of thing. I actually did not know that. You are teaching me a lot. Continue. Okay, so on the mourner's bench, you would go, if you were of age, and I guess at some on some level, your parents would kind of say, yes, you can go, or no, you can't go, but... I think probably around nine or 10 is when you really start getting on the mourner's bench. And what would happen is, is that uh, there would be two pews put or one pew, depending on how big your church was uh, put into the center of the, uh, the front of the church, right in the front, in front of the pulpit and all of that. And you and your cadre of friends or people that came from the neighborhood would sit on this on said bench uh there would be mothers deacons pastors 
all of them at some point would pray. They would use just like what in the old days when you would pray and sing the old hymns, the old Watts hymns. Give Father, me a, uh, I yeah. stretch my I, hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou would draw thyself from me, where the shall I go? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask um, you to give me a little uh, bit of one, Dr. One, one second. You and your what of friends? Cadria friends. Okay. And, uh, I'm the one with the words. I don't know what that is. Mom has a great vocabulary. She does. I've and you do too. That. You haven't? I've never heard you. Continue anyway, with the mourners. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So anyway, um, you would start off... Um, and every time somebody got down to pray, you had to pray too. So you were down so there praying. So y'all would kneel. Everybody would. Everybody kneel. Everybody would kneel. Oh, and so you got off the bench and you kneeled. Right. Okay. Every time somebody prayed, and um, then you'd y'all get back up, and then it would go for uh, it seems like an eternity when you're doing it because you're in front of everybody and everybody's looking at you, you know. Uh, so at the point when the evangelist would get up and preach and say, you know, will you give your heart to God and all of that? Then one person would get off the bench on a Monday <laughs> and you'd still be sitting there, <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, I didn't feel what they felt. And then you'd still have people saying, it'll be like a burning in your soul. It'll be like fire shut up in your bones. And you're just like, but I don't even know what that means. So so when you finally got off the bench, did you feel the fire? What I realized is that when I was 10, and it was just one of the, evangelist from the area from the Lee County area was preaching and it just felt like there was a light that shone around me and there was a warmth that I've never felt before. So you physically felt something. I felt something. Okay. I felt something. And so caught on fire a little bit. A little like. bit. That was like at ten. I didn't confess it because, you know, I it wasn't in the setting that was I it, thought. Was this revival in the summer and you were just warm or you felt like it was from the inside? Like you Oh, knew it, was it was from Jesus. the inside. I okay. saw the light. I mean, so it was a light. you saw something and you felt something. Right. Okay. I saw and I felt. But like I said, at 10, I just I was like, oh, okay, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're not in a setting where you're supposed to join church, yeah. you know. I don't know. I, I guess in my mind I couldn't grasp that that, that I could join, even though I wasn't on the mourners bench. I, I thought gotcha. I had to wait till I was on the mourners bench and all of that. So I understand that next year when I got on the mourners bench, then it wasn't a big enough deal for me to know that that I had been saved. I never questioned whether I was saved, but I waited till a Thursday to get off the mourners bench. I do remember that. Um, I don't. I just I just wanted to be sure, mm-hmm. like solidify. Because um, in the former podcast that we did, my great grandmother was very adamant: you do not get off this bench until you are sure, sure. Um, we don't play with God. Okay. And so, if you're not sure, you sit there. You don't get up just because everybody else, you know, got up or whatever. Because this is a relationship. So I understood that okay. growing up. So that okay. part I did understand. Okay. So thank you for walking us down the country roads of Turkey Scratch. Um, now let's talk about 
your relationship with Christ during your teen years, was it different for you? Because I know you said you felt the physical heat and stuff. Did that physical heat and stuff carry you through your teen years? What What did your relationship with God look like during your teens? Or or did it just carry you to the um the, a car the ba- oh, sorry. stop Joe right, do not move, talk move about right, my conception right, story okay. oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right moving on moving on the heat of the oh, okay Joe stop say right. <laughs> so get deep behind me uh, I uh as with any other teen I was at church. Physically at church, um, invested only because I was in the choir and I was the choir director. Um, I was basically made to go to Sunday school service, BTU service, service, <laughs> BTU service, service, Sunday school service. A little bit more service. I was at church, yeah. you know, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I basically lived at church as a teen, but... Um, we do know you got some time away from church because I'm here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry, but y'all. I couldn't resist. <laughs> y'all digress. They digress. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a, I personally had a strong belief that I should not engage in premarital sex, but Facts in your head and your body are two, two different, different things. things. I'm a and witness, so honey. I am a witness. I had <laughs> in my heart to not indulge in premarital well, sex. I'm glad you indulged. I wasn't saying that to bring you down. Thank you. Because without the indulging, girl, your girl it. wouldn't be here today. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, and making poor cho- choices, uh, but still praying and asking God for forgiveness for the things that I was doing, but, but that's still real living, but still doing, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, that was, that was a journey for me. Um, even up until I got married, it was a journey, you know, to just try to figure all of those things out to say, Hey, I really want a relationship with Christ. I never stopped going to church. I never stopped. Um, I learned how to tithe when I was at my home church. Okay. Um, but as you know, when life situations start happening, as far as bills and all of that, I kind of stepped back for a while on tithing. And then I, God convicted me as to what it was that I needed to do Before- and how, I needed to train. I can't, I I couldn't teach y'all something that I wasn't doing myself. And so, and I still had the gift of profanity in my life. (laughs) (laughs) This is a story that I, every time I hear it, I don't believe it. Let me, let me stop you before you go on into adult life, trying to take you sequentially. So you made it out of your teen years. You were blessed with a beautiful bouncing baby girl oh so smart so cute uh whatever so listen (laughs) um you go to college you find the love of your life you get married what is your spiritual life looking like when you get married um 
my spiritual life actually was relatively good because uh, my ex had prof- had stated that he felt God had called him to preach, and I had always prayed for a preacher. So you knew that before you got married yes. that he was called to preach. Right. But how, he didn't accept the call for years. Like how many years? It was a long time. It was Y'all a were long married for a very long time. time before he accepted his calling. This is revelation. Probably to me, about nine or ten yeah, years, maybe. But I had prayed specifically for a pastor. A but preacher, why, girl? Because <laughs> that was the only role model that I had seen that I felt follow God. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like... I'm learning so much about you. My primary pastor, I mean, I just loved him. I, I, there is not, nobody could tell me that he had done any wrong in life. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I saw him with his family and with his kids and, you know, with his wife and all of that. And so to me, that was like... All I had was church life, so that's all I saw. I didn't know that about you. That so, is, this is like, listen, I'm so man, glad I can't wait get... till we get this Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> Just to know, I did, I, I had to get you late, but anyway. You, um, you knew it wasn't going to be re- Anyway, I, I, I did not know that about you. So, you, so I specifically prayed for. Uh, so he gave you what you asked for. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, while we were dating, we would pray and read scripture every night before we got off the phone with each other. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, what them chameleons? Anyway, uh, Joe. Right. <laughs> what did you, Oh my Come goodness. What, what? But anyway, um, I felt like I was, I was where God would have me to be. And so it was a, it was a slow walk because it took me a while to even like join the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was used to a church that, you know, we clapping and folks running in the aisle and jumping up and down and stuff. And so when I joined the church uh, after marriage, I was told by my by my then pastor, if you don't join this Sunday, I'm going to publicly say something. I can see <laughs> and invite that you. To you. And invite you because you need to be where your husband is. Uh, I, I'm coming to church. I'm just not a member mm-hmm. of the church. And so at that point, that's when I joined the church. But only halfway joined the church. I mean, like, okay, I'm here every Sunday. And as soon as the doors, when we did the benediction, I was out the door. Didn't meet anybody. Didn't know anybody. Um Okay, I'm here. So what changed for you? Because I have shared with Joe, we were talking not too long ago, mm-hmm. and he didn't realize that you used to be like a cursor and all that. And I'm like, I vividly remember Gangsta Mama. Like, you don't remember Gangsta Mama? <laughs> all, all I remember, as, as I share this quick, quick, quick story, and then I'm going to let you get back to it, is sex on the building and shoot your mama. <laughs> hey. Like, we were riding home. I wanted to listen to 92.3 or something like that, and there was a song on there, and no one in the car wanted to listen to it. This is when all I knew was gospel, Bev. And so <laughs> my, uh, I can't say ex-father, my he father. He is your father. I, I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, was like, 
one of them was like, why y'all want to listen to that sex on the rail and then shoot your mama? It was him. And I was like, it was him. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And like. Maybe it was her and he made a song out of yes, it. Yes, we did. This yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah y'all, y'all made a song. Your mama. mama. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the one who said it. You yeah. said it, but he made a song out of it. It was yes. hilarious. And it was just like, what is that? <laughs> but it was like, no. So, no, I never had an, uh, a an knowledge inkling. that I was my mother. Yeah, you were your mom. I remember Gangster Bev, the Cursing Beverly. I remember like hardcore Bev. So what was the change for you from hardcore to mm-mm? Because by the time he, like all of his memories of you are. Take me to <laughs> 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 Wait in the water. Like, that's, that's all I got. That's all he had. Now, I knew she would be Mama Bear and, like... Yeah, she is ferocious. She, I knew she would... When she... If she gave you a a, 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 a D word or um, something like that, I, I censored myself. Thank you. Um, Proud of you. I knew it was serious. serious. I knew yeah. she could get in a bag, but I didn't know... No, no, much no. Much like me, that that was her norm. Yeah, it was her norm. So what changed for you to make that not your norm? I can remember distinctly um, some of the complaints about the church was that it was dead. That, you know, because they sang classical kind of music. Uh, there Those w- good hymns. Yeah, the... Out the hymn book. Yeah, the good hymns out the hymn book with the right words. Mm-hmm. Some of the words <laughs> I learned after I joined there... I thought one word and it was really another word, but that's, I digress. <laughs> that's a whole other story. But um, we were at BTU one night and I. For those who don't dis- know, what is BTU? Bible Training Union. Uh, it's where you got together and you did a, basically an evening Sunday school mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So I was sitting in there and I was like, Thinking to myself, not saying it out loud, but this is some dead stuff going on up in her. <laughs> I really need to go somewhere else because I need some praise Jesus. Because I was used to saying amen during service. And mm-hmm. the few times that I did say amen, people would turn around and look at me like I had like cursed. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I was cursing and I'm like. Sister, what's McCall in the church? No world. She been a member for forever, so she went over there. Yes, yes. She no. wasn't doing all that. Uh, uh-uh. no. Oh, well, I mean, it was periodic, but I mean, it wasn't something that was customary. Okay. So, there were a lot of dignified people in the church, but as I'm saying, in that BTU class, I was thinking to myself, "This is really dead." And I just don't know how much longer I can do this. And God spoke to me in such an audible way that said, what are you doing to make it alive? Mm. And I was like, uh. Preach, priestess. Okay. I need to be the change agent. So if I get involved in the church, what I think is dead may be alive. Mm. So. From that point on, I recommitted myself to God as well as to the church itself to make a change. Um, Now, I was there for 25 years before I 
changed my membership, but um, I think as as you as the as y'all grew up, I wanted to be what God would have me to be as a parent. Yeah, I sought that more than I sought anything else. Is to be an example, and if I lead you down a wrong path, then God is going to hold me accountable for that. Yeah. And so I felt such a deep uh, yearning to let y'all know the God that I knew. However, that needed to manifest itself. And I couldn't do that cursing and I couldn't do that, you know, just being any kind of way in my life. And so I had to readjust some things in my life and my thought processes and I joined Bible studies. Um, I I just got invested in God. You took us to Bible studies? Just how she stayed at church all the time growing up? So did we. Stayed <laughs> at church. We stayed at church. But I think that gave us a great foundation. Church and I was, did start y'all in some Bible studies that were outside of our church. We know. Again, yeah, we stayed in church. And it didn't have sta- to be our church, but we, we stayed church. in church. We stayed at church even after church because you couldn't <laughs> stop talking. Never, ever. <laughs> she loves the Listen, people. <laughs> this used to be the thing. We would be starving. <laughs> it would be after service. We would all be at the car. The, the the duo and the, the excommunicated person. Um, oh, my Lord. <laughs> and we'd all be waiting, like, where is she at? She's Come still on. talking. She's still talking. She's still talking. She is still talking. We're going to see them probably in a couple hours. Don't we got another service? Like, and can we, we eat? <laughs> <laughs> can we eat? they going to be here. Please. Um, so I will say, I'm thankful. And it didn't help that I eventually became, like, the church clerk secretary, you drove the van. I will say, though, the church driving the van days were popping. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Appreciate you. You've done it all, Mom. You've like you are done it very well rounded choir director. Yeah. Minister uh, of music. Member of the uh, Nurses you, Guild. You, you remember that? The Nurses Guild. I do remember She used to wear the white uniform she with did. the hat and stuff. And yeah. he was also <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, young adult choir. One, yes. of the, one of the founding members. Of what the, was the name of the young choir? Grace, Grace Choir. I could not Grace think of choir. the name of it, but yeah. So, you know, you've even, you spearhead, like you said, you wear the fire in a lot of different ways. This girl is on fire. <laughs> this girl is on fire. They sang that song at her. Don't leave they us, but you're leaving uh, us celebration that was so nice an, an honor ceremony yeah, kind of thing they honored you they gave you roses while you were still here with us amen amen and i'm trying to give you roses now while you're with us so you know how much i appreciate you so we talked about how having children changed your life impacted your spiritual life where are you spiritually today i i think i'm in a i'm in a battle okay um talk about it i'm in a battle with a lot of demons right now and so i don't feel that i'm as close to god as i once was i don't pray like i used to i'm not you know post-divorce out i fasted a lot i fasted i prayed there was such a deeper connection with christ at each stage in my life, uh, 
going transitioning from like 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to, well, I ain't made to 60 yet. But anyway. Yeah, but you look good. Uh, Great. Good jeans. In the are. transition periods of my life when there's a lot going on, um, I I find myself feeling lost. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on uh, with family and just deep concerns that should have me in a place of prayer. But I'm working on that. You know, I, I'm, I am, I'm, I recognize where I'm falling short. Um, in some areas, I'm making progress. Other areas, I'm not. So, um, I want to thank you for being honest and being transparent and not lying. Um, I think that's a problem in the Christian community. We're not honest about where we are with our walk with Christ. So I know you say you're struggling. Are you trying to do anything different to get out of that spot? Or are you just in the spot and you're happy being in that spot? Oh, I'm not happy being in the spot. I I have, um, I can say I've begun to pray more. Um, um there are some things that I need to do in my life to remove <laughs> some burdens mm-hmm. uh, that I have placed upon myself. And so in order to do that, you know, breaking relationships for me is hard. Yeah. Just it's, in general. It's really hard because I tried to break my relationship with you and you weren't going. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I have problems breaking relationships no with man. people because I don't believe in throwing people away a lot of the times. And so there are you people that I, the there are people that need to be thrown. I'm not out of my life. They need to be out of my life. Um, and most recently I was in a um, Bible study group of boundaries. And so in that I'm learning more and more what it is that I need to do to be healthy for myself. And I think we've had conversations about me being more doing self-care. Yeah. It's important. Uh, doing things for myself as opposed to always trying to make sure everybody else is okay. So that to me it's kind of like, I can't do that because then I'm being selfish. And so I'm learning that that's not being selfish. That's actually me taking care of myself so that I'll be able to take care of others. And just being honest. In a healthy way. Yeah, just being honest. You really haven't had the opportunity in your life. You have Mm-mm. had to be responsible and a caretaker for a very long time. So I know it's hard for, for you, for a lot of people. So I know it's hard for you to think of, oh, this is for me. Because it's hard for me, and I'm not nearly as giving and forgiving as you are. So I can only imagine how much harder it is for you to say, no, this is not selfish, this is taking care of me. But I'm grateful that you are in a place where you know that's what needs to happen. Beverly needs to take care of Beverly. And everybody's going to be okay. Any other things you want to share about your spiritual walk? Because I know I asked you questions, um, but this is your moment to share anything you feel like 
the people should know something you think that will help the people i would just like to say that um god is so faithful even when we're not faithful to him um and if you fall if you fall into unhealthy ungodly relationships if you are uh, struggling with um, just situations in your life, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, God's arms are still open, regardless of where we are. Um, he loves us in spite of ourselves. He went to a cross. And just to sometimes think about the brutality and the derision and um, all the things that he had to go through for us to be nailed on a cross, knowing, knowing, full well knowing that I was going to be a wretch like I am and still saying he loves me. I, that is like the greatest gift that, I could give anybody, could uh, encourage anyone to try to have a relationship with God. And I'm not talking about just joining a church because that's where some of your friends are or just joining because, you know, that's the end thing or whatever. Getting to know God for yourself in a personal relationship, Bible studies, uh, just seeking God, seek God. He is the answer. Amen, sister. Well, Bible study mama, I want to thank you so much for being willing to be open and transparent with me, Bible study brother. We learned so much about you today, and I think it's really going to help the people. I'm going to shoot it over to Bible study brother so he can give us our closing remarks, our shout outs. As I always mention, be sure to go to BibleStudyGirl.com where there are blog posts daily every day uh, from contributors such as the uh, main attraction Bible study girl herself, Bible study brother, Bible study mother, uh, cousins, and, and other guest people. Uh, always leave your comments. We are going to make sure that we engage with you there. Uh, it is, it, ah, I'm messing up today, but it is not just you preach or I preach. It is we preach. So always remember we preach. And until we meet again, guys, you keep preaching.